0: from people that schedule calls and I mean, just, you know, we'll say 20 calls a week, maybe 30 or more from random people that find a link online and, or, you know, or ask me to speak just for an intro call and they ask questions. And this past week, I had a question from a guy who's just getting into the syndication business. He hasn't done a deal yet. And he had this big plan And I wanted to just thought that uh, we would take some time to talk about it and my response to him, what his question was. And I thought it would probably help you as the listener as well, because you're probably thinking through some of the same things. So I wanted to take the time to just tell you about our conversation and really his thought process behind what he was trying to accomplish. So. I may start doing this from time to time. You know, when I get some good questions, and and a lot of them are are very common questions or repeated questions. But I felt like on the show it would be helpful for the listener as well. So this past week, he schedules a call. He's telling me about what he's doing. He's telling me he's just getting in the syndication business. He has found a property that he's wanting to purchase. He has gone and looked at it. He has potentially submitted an offer on this property as well and he is looking to do a 506c offering and I encourage you to look up you know the differences in 506c and 506b we'll talk about it a little bit but when you know in the syndication business when we're when we're doing a 506c you need to know what that means and what's entailed you know what what that requires of you as the operator and just a couple things to think about I want to talk through what you know I asked him and and I just said you know okay we'll call him John all right John tell me about your experience and well well he doesn't have any experience in real estate you know maybe he's been successful in the corporate world a little bit but there wasn't a lot of of experience that he could talk to me about, you know. I said, okay. So tell me about, you know, your investor list. Well, he doesn't have an investor list. He's really counting on the fact that with doing a five hundred six C, that he can advertise. He's assuming that investors are going to come. That he's going to present this amazing deal that he's found. He's going to be able to blast it out all over social media. He's going to be able to blast it out to the people that he does know. And that investors are, are going to want to invest, right? I mean, that's what a lot of us think when we're first getting started until you understand this business a little better. And more importantly, the relationship aspect of the business with your investors. And so he and I discussed this a little bit. I ask, just ask him different questions and, you know, I asked him, okay, John, you know, you've never met me before. Let's say you didn't know anything about me, you didn't, you know, read anything about me or my track record or experience, anything like that. But all of a sudden you see an offering, you know, on Facebook or in the Facebook group, you know, we're doing a five oh six C deal, you just happen to see it and it looks amazing, the returns are great. Are you gonna hand me fifty to a hundred thousand dollars if you have it? Are you gonna hand it to me to invest in this deal, even though you know you've never met me before? Well, John thinks about it, you know, a minute or so. And I mean, his response is, no, I'm not, because I don't know you. So, you know, I, I paused a minute. I wanted him to think about that. And, you know, doing a 506C offering, you do get to advertise, right? You get to advertise. Most of you probably are aware of those regulations. And uh, I'm not an attorney, by the way. But, you know, but we do 506B offerings, you know, which means we can take up to 35 non-accredited investors. But all the rest of them have to be accredited. But when you're doing 506C, they all have to be accredited. They all have to be an accredited investor. And they have to certify. You have to certify that they're accredited. So you have to get a a letter from their CPA or from an attorney or somebody saying that that this individual is accredited. And there's third-party services that you can hire to complete this for you. But it's a lot of hassle, and a lot of investors get very frustrated at this process. A lot of times a CPA will not want to sign a document saying that this person is accredited. They try to say that you know, it's too much liability, that they don't want to do that. And it's a hassle. You know, I've heard story after story about operators who have to go back and forth with their investors' CPAs or an attorney, somebody trying to get them to sign off, and they don't want to. And then eventually a lot of investors get frustrated at that process and just say, well, I'll just, they'll say, I'll just wait for the next deal. You know, that's a 506B. And that's disappointing, right? As you are working so hard to complete this deal and you felt like you could advertise and it was going to go so well, but now even investors that, that have invested with you on numerous deals potentially won't invest because they're frustrated with the process. Or another aspect you need to think about is look at your investor list. You need to know that list very well, and you need to understand those investors. One simple thing that you need to know is the difference in the number of accredited versus non-accredited investors. And if you've done deals before, well, how many non-accredited investors versus accredited investors have invested with you on previous deals? And if that number is greater on the non-accredited side then doing a 506c deal is probably not the best avenue for you because then you are knocking out all those non-accredited investors who have been investing with you faithfully, you know potentially over numerous deals now that they cannot invest in this next deal that you're looking to do. So know your list, know your investor list. So back to John. So we talk through this and I'm trying to explain to him that you know this is a relationship business. Yes, it seems great that you can blast out about this this great deal that you have, that you can promote these uh, you know amazing returns and show these pictures all over social media and all those things. But unless there's already a relationship there, you know, I would say 98 to 99% of investors, especially accredited investors who are sophisticated, you know, they're accredited for a reason, they're smart investors. They're going to think Long and hard about investing in with someone and handing someone fifty to a hundred thousand dollars or potentially more, and with no relationship there, it's so unlikely that they're going to give you fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. And a lot of times, a five doing a five hundred six C offering, it can be kind of a long term approach. It can you know thinking long term. Well. On this potential deal, it may not gain that many investors, but it does allow you to advertise. It allows you to blast you know, your business out and with this potential deal, and maybe it allows investors to see you. Maybe they sign up on your website, and then then you get to build that relationship. But on this particular deal with John, I'm not going to count on those investors investing. Ultimately, you better already have this money raised before you do your first 506C deal. And that would be my plan. You know, maybe do a little bit smaller deal uh, where we're confident, extremely confident that we have enough credited investors to invest and potentially already have the money raised before, you know, talking to our investor list or a few key investors and ultimately already have the money raised before we even blast it out. So then we're not even counting on the raise, the capital raise for this deal, but it'd be more of that long-term approach like I was talking about if we did that. or We are focused on doing 506B offerings. So we don't knock our non-accredited investors out from investing who have been so faithful to invest with us time and time again. So I want those investors to be able to invest and I, I want them to get the opportunity as well because they've been very faithful. And so we don't want to keep them from being able to invest and ultimately we don't have trouble raising the capital through doing a 506b from our investor list. There's other ways to grow your list, but in John's example, he did not have a list. He had no relationships with investors. And so I want you to think through that as you are contemplating this 506b, 506c, you know, offerings, which one should we do? You know, everybody seems so tempted to do the 506c because now we can advertise. Well, that's not all that it's cracked up to be. And so numerous companies that I know of who have tried to do a 506C thinking, well, now we can blast it out. Now we can advertise. Now we're going to be able to raise so much more capital. Guess what? It did not happen for them. And numerous times the deal does not close because they cannot raise the capital that they thought they would be able to, but they're counting on the fact that they can advertise. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. So before you know thinking you're going to do a 506C offering, I'm just encouraging you just as I encouraged John, let's think about where this capital is going to come from. And let's think about why you already need those relationships. Before you can advertise, you already have to have the relationship with an investor because ultimately they're not going to invest without it. So how are you building those relationships? How are you connecting with people? You know, And ultimately in John's situation, I encouraged him to find a partner. So instead of trying to do it by yourself and doing a 506c, it's your first, really his first real estate deal or transaction. And I encourage him to find a, a partner, find somebody that's more experienced that does have the capital raised already because they already have the relationships built and the trust and all those things. So find a partner, you know, getting a deal, especially your first one closed is more important than trying to make all the money from it yourself. And ultimately, if you make nothing, you've still made uh, John, you know, if, let's say this experienced partner came in and ultimately he had to pay him the majority of what was made from that deal. He's still so far ahead because of all the experience and knowledge gained from that acquisition and just going through those motions and especially with a, an experienced partner. So find a partner. If that's you, if you're looking for those investors, you're trying to raise that capital, maybe you have a deal. Well, go to somebody who has the experience or already has the investor list and those relationships built up, and that's how you're going to close that deal. You're not going to close it, we'll say, 95% of the time. Somebody's not going to close their first syndication on their own. There, it has happened. People do syndications all the time by themselves, but normally it's not going to be a 506C deal because you don't have the relationships. So think through that, think about how you're building these relationships with your investors, and we'll try to do some more shows specifically on that. We've had numerous shows where different experts and operators have talked about how they're building their investor base, and there's lists of investors and cultivating those relationships. It's such an important part of the business, if not the most important part, especially of the capital raising side, because it's a relationship business, even if it's partners, but specifically with investors, you know, think through how you are reaching your investor base, okay? And how you're building those relationships, how you're staying in front of them, because that has to be done long before you ever have that deal. Has to be done long before. And if you're not thinking about it now, it's not going to happen after you have the deal. So, and that's where partners come in. Usually there's somebody that's really good at finding a deal. And then there's other people who are good at raising capital and building those relationships. And uh, sometimes that's already done. So if you want to go find the deal, maybe you're really good at running underwriting and the numbers, then find somebody that's good at raising capital. So think through the 506B, 506C. You know, we didn't go into extreme depth on on the differences there. But ultimately, that's what this conversation evolved around with John is the relationship matters in a big way. Even if you can advertise, it does not mean the capital is going to come to you no matter how good the deal is. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.